Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I believe that this week's podcast is going to be more of a learning session because I think it's important for us to know what transpired uh, in the last uh, week or so. Now, I want to go back to the October 7th vice presidential debate. Right, between uh, Vice President Pence and uh, Vice President Candidate Kamala Harris. Now in that debate, a question came up, a charge actually, from Vice President Pence to Kamala, the issue of fracking. Now, that's come up a number of times, but it came up during that debate. And in it, Uh, Pence said that under a Biden administration that they would ban fracking, which clearly uh, over the last year, Biden has gone on record, actually so has Kamala Harris, saying that they would get rid of all fossil fuels, which included this thing of fracking. When it came time for Kamala to defend herself, she said, and I quote, First of all, I will repeat, and the American people know that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. She said, that is a fact. Shortly after that statement was made, Representative Ocasio-Cortez tweeted, and I quote, fracking is bad, actually, unquote. And that post was liked by more than half a million times and apparently shared about 75,000 times. Now, there seemed to be a little controversy perhaps brewing within the Democrat Party because the ultra-liberal left doesn't necessarily go along with perhaps some of the leanings towards the center that both Biden and Harris are beginning to take. And this fracking thing brought it to a point. Now keep in mind that if Biden's administration is portrayed as being far, far left, it's going to scare away the centrist Democrats, however many there may be of those left, and, and they'll be a little more hesitant to vote for this team. So as a result, a document was put up, and it's called the Working Families Party People's Charter. Heard of it? Well, it's not surprising that perhaps a lot of you have it. After all, this would not be something that the main street media would want to be promoting, because what it really does is it outlines what the far-left party is all about and what they assume will be accomplished if indeed Biden becomes president and these far-left radicals get their way with then-President Biden. 
And before we get into this people's charter, I just want to go back for a second because uh, former Vice President Biden did appoint Ocasio-Cortez as the co-chairman of his climate policy task force. He did this back in May. All right. And, and he did this because he was trying to make sure that he was appealing to Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal. And back in July, this task force came out and recommended that carbon pollution from power plants all right, uh, be eliminated by 2035. All right, by investments in clean energy or non-fossil fuel energy, which although the banning of fracking was not specifically mentioned, it is an act of fossil fuels. But I started off by saying this was going to be more of a learning experience, and by that I'm going to have to read to you some things out of this actual charter, which, by the way, I would recommend to anybody... Look it up on the internet, www.peoplescharter.us. And I also want to be very clear at who is sponsoring or on board with this charter in particular. On course with this is Vice Presidential Candidate Joe Biden, Rashida Tlaib, Representative Tlaib from Michigan, Representative Ilhan Omar from Minnesota, and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York. Any surprises there? Nope. It's the squad getting in control. Interestingly, however, I could not find where Vice Presidential Candidate Harris was on any list. But let's get to the charter. This charter is broken up into five areas. Area number one is called Care for the Wronged. Now under Section 1, what they do is they, they shift resources away from the policing, the jails, and the detention centers. The shifted resources then go into schools, housing, health care, and jobs to enable all people, and then they say especially black and brown people, immigrants, and indigenous people. Section 1 also eliminates restrictive local zoning rules, which keeps housing and schools segregated by race and class, which I think is rather unique since... I thought that was outlawed some time ago. However, monies then aid black families and other people of color that are harmed by this redlining when buying their homes. It also respects the sovereignty of indigenous peoples and tribal nations. Perhaps Mount Rushmore will be given back to the Native American tribe from which it negotiated land from. When we get into Section 2, that's called Emergency Care. And under this, it's supposed to help everyone get and stay well and support workers, families, and small businesses 
as long as it takes to do so. Under Section 2, it's going to give free COVID testing all right, for everyone. It wants to extend the $600 per week unemployment insurance until there are jobs for people to return to. Make sure that it's available to everyone regardless of immigration status. It says there'll be no evictions, foreclosures, or utility shutoffs during the pandemic. This also cancels rent and suspends debt payments until jobs return. This gives money to provide retroactive hazard pay for all essential workers. It sends support to care for parents, kids, and teachers by delaying school reopenings until the virus subsides and schools have the resources to do so safely. Now, they don't go into details like when do we say the virus has subsided. It also ensures that every student who is learning from home has devices and the nutrition and accommodations that they need. It gives care for the most vulnerable during the crisis, at least what they determine that to be. And it says especially the homeless, migrants, people with disabilities, trans people, trans people, and survivors of domestic and sexual violence by making sure everyone can access vital services and has a safe place to go. Keep in mind, they most likely have already eliminated 911. This bill gives direct funding, funding rather, to states and to cities to, to prevent layoffs and cuts to schools, hospitals, and other public services now that we need them the most. And it gets help to small businesses to help preserve vibrant local communities and protect jobs. Part three is entitled, A Good Job for Everyone Who Needs One. This is also the shortest section. And it says to put 16 million people to work immediately, upgrading our broken infrastructure, modernizing and retrofitting millions of homes and buildings, staffing schools, hospitals and health departments, protecting and restoring forests and wetlands, creating opportunities for family farmers and rural communities, and revitalizing American manufacturing. And it also says it raises the minimum wage to $15 per hour everywhere. Now for those that want to do the math, at $15 per hour times a 40-hour work week coincidentally adds up to $600 a week. Now they don't say it. My hunch would be that they're pushing this to be the minimum basic income that the government will pay everybody. Under Section 4, it's called Care for Each Other. Here they make health care free and universal and take hospital and health insurance profits out of it. They want to ensure that every worker who wants a union can join one so that all workers, and especially essential workers, can bargain for good pay and benefits. Interesting. I mean good benefits. I thought we are starting to give them everything. Eh. Safe conditions and a voice on the job. Is this beginning to sound a little bit like communism? 
They want to guarantee universal child care, paid family and medical leave, and paid sick days, and income support for parents taking care of kids full time. They want to provide safe, affordable housing for all. They want to guarantee home and community-based services for everyone, including mental health care. Cancel student debt, which after all, is an unfair burden on working and middle-class young adults. And they want to tax the giant corporations who don't pay their share, and the wealth of the billionaires who have gotten richer during the worst economic collapse in 90 years. And lastly, part five, care for the future. Here they want to invest to make our food, water, electricity, health, financial, and other systems resilient to future crises like climate change. They want to create public banks to make needed investments whenever private markets fail to. I suppose they'll be backed up by the government. Give the public ownership stakes in all corporations that are receiving bailouts. Instead of subsidizing and bailing out oil and gas companies, they suggest the government buy them out. That will further transition away from fossil fuels and towards regenerative energy sources and create green jobs in the process. Prioritize investments in the poor and working class communities, especially communities of color, which have historically suffered most from pollution. Where does that come from? They want to ensure everyone has clean air to breathe and clean water to drink. And lastly, they emphasize cooperation and diplomacy over competition in our dealings with other countries in order to confront challenges that transcend borders like pandemics, armed conflicts, and climate change. Let me tell you, listeners, we better sure as heck hope that we all get out there and vote our pants off because if this Democrat left-leaning program gets instituted, we will be no different. It might take 40, 50 years, but we will be in the same boat as Cuba, as Venezuela, and other of these, these bankrupt communist countries that are out there. Our biggest enemy out there is the youth, and the youth is going to be from 20 to, or 19 uh, up to age 30. The allure of giving things free or, or, or not having to pay something back. I, I get it. I get it. Because we all had to put in our time. The young people just don't want to put in the time. They want it now. And they want to grab it from those who had to work for it. They can call it whatever they want. But it's, it's Robin Hood all over. Right? Steal from the rich, give to the poor. They don't care. This was not how we were founded, and this is not the country that I grew up and love. Get out there and vote. We only have a couple of weeks left. And make sure that the people you talk to defend it, defend this democracy, and get them out there to vote as well. One last thing, do yourself a favor. 
Go to thatpeoplescharter.us on Google and read it for yourself. Share it. Show it to others. It's scary stuff. I want to thank you for listening in this week. And please don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. I am the conservative voice of reason. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.